Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this has come through, Queen. Didn't realize that all of this was being shown, like, all the time, like, right now. Well, I know the live feed, you know what I'm saying, but, like, when Julie's on there, I'm like, okay, so we're on TV right now. And the other times I'm thinking we're just on the live, right? Hey, Brendan. Hello, Daniel. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Are you ready for some football? Did you watch that game? No, no, no. That was um, we were in like the throes of a Love Is Blind binge that we okay. discussed in the pre-show t- uh, today. So yeah, did mm-hmm. not watch any of the Super Bowl. Oh, and then also, of course, Celebrity Brother, which we'll be getting to in a moment, was airing that night. Like the only place where like new content was being shown i know like bravo really needs to like put in some content on that night yeah i mean like isn't it is it part of the culture um like the dvr ratings within the first 24 hours i think so or at least that's what andy's trying to say now with oc and Mm. kelly dodd saying has bad ratings Exactly. So, like, we would have gotten to it, like, when the game's over or something, if you cared about the game so much. Exactly. The thing about, like, the Super Bowl for me, it's, like, the commercials, you already know what's going to be on. So, Mm. like, that was one thing to watch. And then, like, the the halftime show is good, but that's only, like, 15 minutes. Well, you could also just, like, the thing with the halftime show is you don't know when it's going to be because it's dependent dependent on the game. I know. So, it's kind of like, I'll catch it when I catch it on YouTube. I know, but people like live tweet culture. That's why people watch live events. Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting to see uh, the whole group performing. Obviously, Mary J. Blige, particularly. Although, mm-hmm. I would have loved for her to like 
instead of doing two songs from the same album, sure. kind of explore the range a little bit. Yeah, and bring out the season 20 View co-host for the View yeah. uh, song, which yeah. they no longer use. But I mean, obviously the, the reason she did that first song was because it was a Dr. Dre produced song that mm-hmm. took her to number one. So yes. you're going to do that. Wow. Okay, but obviously we have more important stuff to attend to, namely Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> oh. We were we were so happy that day. It's it's actually hard to even imagine how terrible things would soon become. <laughs> it's just like so disheartening that our two formerly favorite players, Carson and Cynthia, have no clue about the game and how to play it. So they get swindled so easily by the two worst people in the house. Yeah. It's just so awful. And like the people who are winning on Celebrity Big Brother are like not fun. The thing about Celebrity Big Brother, it's it's like supposed to be fun. Like Summer, like in Summer House, mm-hmm. Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother is supposed to be fun. Sure. And when you take all the fun people out and get rid of them because you're some UFC fighter who like has no <laughs> sense of humor, it makes it not fun. Yeah. I mean, they got to like, I think we talked about this last week. They got to think about this casting because let's just go all in with old people of similar physical capabilities. Like we Mm -hmm. don't need like a champion warrior to be like winning every competition. I know, but like the UFC has like huge ratings. I think that's why like three of the men or at least two of the men were big fans of Misha when she walked in the door. Remember how they were fangirling over her? That was actually surprising. Now that you explain that, that makes much more sense. I know, but it's like, at least get the UFC fighter who has a sense of humor or something, please. <laughs> like something. And then like Todrick, what the, mm. what are you doing? I mean, t- he's like talking shit about anyone and everyone on the live feeds, which is wild to watch. I know. And we like this time last week when we recorded, we were like, Oh my God, like what's going to happen. We need a miracle. And a miracle happened. Yep. Shayna got the power of veto, took Carson off. I mean, Chris Kirkpatrick essentially sacrificed himself for the greater good. And he literally said, this game is supposed to be fun. I'm like, I don't want it to go down this road where it's just Misha winning. So I'm going to let y'all have fun. Yeah. And then during four hours of Carson Kressley on Friday night between Drag Race and Big Brother, we learned Carson wins the HOH and we're like, happy as can be. God, it's... I it, it's so disappointing to see. I like I I can't look at him and Cynthia anymore because I love them so much, but it, they're so disappointing to me. So they seem to think the name of the game is like being honest. Yeah, which is not the name of the game. Exactly, but they also like don't realize Todrick and Misha are not being honest to them. Oh yeah, of course. Well, they're like putting a good poker face on. Carson's literally like, I just get the vibe. Yeah, yeah. I just get the vibe that Misha's on us. And it's like, we're in for a vibe switch currently. <laughs> the vibe switch <laughs> is upon us for sure. I, yeah, I mean, I could not imagine being Shayna. The frustration. I know. And if I were her on my like final speech, I would have been like, Will you wake up? Instead, yeah. she thinks CBS because she like wants another job. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like she knew she was going home. There was no like it's, it had been days at this point of 
the stupidity. I know, but like, but like, try like, just be like, yell at them or something satisfying, please. She got the little dig in at Todrick at the end, but then like, the house took it and was like, wow, she's so not classy with that move, and it's like, this isn't the classy show. <laughs> it's not the classy show. I mean, justice for Shayna, and then like, oh my god, the heartbreak of. Her being evicted on Valentine's Day as she's like so excited to go home to her boyfriend who has been talking shit about her while she's been in the house unbeknownst to her. Well, according to Teddy Joe and like we you have to like see if is Teddy Joe a reli- reliable narrator to you? Well, did you see that he deleted every picture of Shayna on his Instagram? No, I'm not actively checking his Instagram, but yeah. that is good to know. Good to know. You got to know all the facts. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, even though, I, but like crazy things are happening. Like Todd somehow won the the next HOH, which mm-hmm. was very exciting to watch. We'll be watching the Friday night episode live together. So that'll be a fun experience. Mm-hmm. And that's just Celebrity Big Brother, baby. I will say this season isn't as good as the other two seasons. The casting, I think, was just better in the previous seasons. Yep. Um, And they played the game in a more interesting way. So, I mean, get us Julie Chan Moonves. Get us on the horn. We'll help you cast. I've got some ideas. And, like, you you don't need a big name. Like, we could see the potential in a smaller name. We need a mix. Yeah, of course you need a mix, but like, but like, but sometimes we're wasting money on like what we think to be a big name, you know? Who would you say they were wasting their money on this year? <laughs> I mean, this year is it? I don't think this year. I think we might have been like trying to like fight the cost of inflation. Like, <laughs> and you want even smaller names? <laughs> no, no, but I'm no. saying I was saying yesterday uh, to my friend, I was like. There, we need some drag race queens on this. Like, mm, I mean, yeah. If we're gonna be in the Viacom cinematic universe, let's kind of like make use of that. We've gone through all the judges except for Michelle Visage, who was on UK mm. Celebrity Big Brother. So we need some of the contestants now. I but Michelle would do it in a heartbeat. You think she's got too many jobs at this point, though? She's doing. Every she's doing every drag race and every drag race spinoff around the world at all times. I know, but I think she would make time for this. And like, I mean, would Leah do it? Leah wouldn't do it because Julie Chen Moonves. Michelle wouldn't do it because Julie Chen Moonves. Oh, you just like crack the code. I know. Wow. Oh my god, because Leah Remini was dissed by Julie Chen from the first season of The Talk. Yeah, Leah Remini was an original The Talk co-host with Holly Robinson-Pete, and Julie had a problem with both of them, and they did not make it past the first season. I'm surprised J-Lo even allowed Marry Me promo on Julie's show. That's a good point. Secondary thought, do you know who was like audience correspondent during that first season of The Talk? Oh yeah, Marissa Janet Winokur. Who won the first season of Celebrity Big Brother? Hmm, makes you think. Wow, everything's connected. The media is controlling us all. Wow, Illuminati. Wow. Uh, okay. Wow. Uh, I gotta say though, I think I liked this week's episode of Drag Race more just because I was on a Carson High on Friday night. Yeah, and it just was like it's fun that we're getting multiple design challenges. In a oh season. yeah, for sure, for sure. In this like later Drag Race where everything is about 
what you brought and what you spent money on, it's fun to see them have to design shit. Yeah. Although it's like, are we like, we know love is blind on Netflix. Like is judging blind. Judging is so blind. (laughs) The fact that like the lady Camden didn't win that challenge. What? Insane. I mean, that looked like a thing. One of the gals would have brought. Exactly. Like not even just like what it looks like an all-stars look almost. Yeah. I mean, speaking to speaking about all stars, though, I've heard that like the chaos is like growing more and more on UK versus the world. Oh, nobody's happy. Oh, nobody's happy. (laughs) (laughs) Like I had no interest in watching it. And now I have a morbid curiosity of watching it. Like this week, I'm not going to spoil it, but like this week, like a big fan favorite who was Mm. like who everyone's been eating up went home. Yeah. And some of our old classics are disappointing us. You know who I'm a big fan of now, who I never would have expected? And I might have said this last week. Um, Blue Hydrangea. Oh, yeah, yeah, you said that, yeah. 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 Um, Delightful. So from what I made of it, it sounds like since we don't have an assassin, we're back to purely whoever wins the lip sync is deciding who's going home rather than like a group vote. Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah, good to know. And wow. I mean, I w- I've been like, I'll watch the lip sync. I'll like see who went home, like tuning in and out. Can you answer, uh, is is there an explanation as to the name change Moni Cart to Mohart? She said that she wants uh, her name to be just a little more um, gender neutral so that she can like be more versatile as a queen. I actually love that. Yeah. And she only announced it this episode. <laughs> So have we been calling her Monique? <laughs> yeah, but like in press and like on like like press materials, like we've known her as Mo Hart since the season started, but she mm. only just like told the queens in this episode. I will say it's so interesting to see the dynamics between the countries. Mm. Um, everyone's turning on bag of chips, mm. which that's a long time coming. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> wow. Love our Drag Race Corner, but we do have... We don't have Salt Lake City, but we do have plenty still to get to. So why don't we start with an episode of Summer House that had me crying on a Tuesday morning. Wow. Had me crying on a Monday night, famously. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, we watched Celebrity Brother, and then it was like getting late. I was like, we'll, we'll get to this in the morning. Mm. Yeah. So Summer House. I thought this was like a pivotal episode of this series agreed and i think actually like given conversations in the past couple years around bravo specifically and like people's frustration with like wanting things to go differently on the actual shows themselves yeah i feel like what happened on this episode at the very end of the episode with the conversations that house had felt better than any of the other conversations we've had on Bravo shows in the past couple years around race. And uh, it just like was a much more productive conversation than we've been able to have in any, any other Bravo show that I watch. I mean, I'm sure other shows, sorry, that's like ignorant of me discounting other shows. I don't watch, but of the ones that I watch, Mm -hmm. this felt like one of the most productive conversations. Yeah. And I think it was just kind of like, the perfect circumstance of like, you know, we had Sierra who joined last season. 
mm-hmm. which like kind of fleshed out the conversation a little bit because it's not just Maya coming mm-hmm. into this situation. And then we even a little bit have the perspective of Danielle mm-hmm. adding to the conversation. I liked that. I liked the way that Danielle went about it and let Maya and Sierra talk about it in the moment. But then mm-hmm. in her confessional talked about her own experience. Yeah. Um, and then I like hope like behind the scenes, she like went up to them and talked to them maybe about it in a private moment. But mm-hmm. I, I liked that the way that it was like set up, letting these two women like have like talk specifically about their experience being black women. And Danielle didn't jump to lump herself in with them in the moment, which I yeah. thought was good. I was like, uh, I jumped when like Luke jumped in and was like, well, it was hard for me when I was like a new person. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, Lucas, <sighs> please don't. There's also like the weird added thing where like he might be in a relationship with Maya now. Or I know that's yeah, that, like the hints. That's the hints. But then shocked to see Kyle jump in and kind of be like, well, okay, you're saying that, but then picture like this whole added layer of what Maya right. is discussing. Right. So like, yeah. that was like, Kyle has not been having a good season and it was like a good moment for him. <laughs> a little good glimmer for him. Yeah. I, I just thought, it was well done. And then like the entire episode, you kind of see the moments where leading up to the moment. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like all these little things happen. And like, there's a reason that this new person is like breaking down. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, the Lindsay incident from last week, when that happened, I was like, Oh my God, this is so bad. Yeah. And between that and then what happened, like, throughout the course of the 24 hours mm-hmm. was like, Oh, uh, but I felt like everyone was very receptive. I mean, like Andrea seemed like legitimately sorry about what happened and like, yeah, and ashamed of himself. And like, yeah, he did seem like introspective, like, Oh wow. I have been letting like, myself get caught up and not thinking about other people and all that kind of stuff. So I, I thought like it was a much better watch than a lot of the shit we've seen on Bravo. For the oh yeah, for sure. Years. For sure. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm just like so riveted by that. This episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's also talk about, this is Amanda Batula's birthday. <laughs> uh, Why can't Kyle just like do anything? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing is, it sounds like, and I don't know, this might not be true, that Amanda's love language is receiving gifts. And like, if you as the person in love with her, like, are not able to, like, accommodate that, that's like not going to work out well. Not even like not accommodate that, like give up. He just is like... Oh, I'm not good at that. And doesn't even try a thing until after the fact and people yelling at him, trying to like get him to book anything. And like that Bahamas trip and he's an idiot and doesn't realize that he doesn't have a working passport. And then you were like last week, well, like what about Puerto Rico and Hawaii? Hello. But yeah, it's just, and then like the, the flowers that he brought in and like, he brought them still like wrapped in their little box Mm. into the room. And it's like, Put some thought into anything, dude. 
Well, you, you know, like it felt like the pressure was on that night when they were trying to book that, that, uh, trip. But then I didn't realize how this episode would play out. He really had until the dinner to figure something out. Cause he could have given it to her at the dinner. But the dinner wasn't planned until that morning. Oh, was it not planned until that morning? He, when they were getting ready, he was like, I want to bring you out to dinner. And she says something along the lines of like, I thought we're doing a house dinner or something. Oh, I, I missed that. Okay. Okay. So he's not planning shit. Ooh. Okay. And then the fact that this, like, I don't really understand the, like, this is our first date since the double date with Austin and Sierra. <laughs> so we're in July. Yeah. And that was in, filmed in like March. I think she said February. Oh, okay. How do you, like, you don't go out to like one nice meal. Like you don't even have like a, I know COVID was happening, but like you don't even have like a date night at home, like anything, I mean, anything. But so, so what, so this is July. Like people were going out in like May and June like hardcore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You don't have any, I mean, they're going out like every weekend hardcore. Yeah. But so, so what, so then what I'm saying with the state is how do you like, how do you not even in that time span accidentally have a date? It's like, Oh, we're not really doing anything. Like, why don't we just go out to dinner? Right. Like, but maybe like do straight people have rules that like some things can be considered dates. Other things are just like dinner between oh. two people who are in love. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know I don't know if like in straight culture you have to say this is a date for it to be a date. Oh, okay. Do Please you, it, someone call in and let us know. You have to like cast a spe- a magic spell to <laughs> yeah. like proclaim it a date. Yeah. yeah. Draw a pentagram on the floor, hop over it four times, then yeah. it's a date. Cuz I mean like sometimes we're like, "Oh, we don't have plans this weekend, like it's Friday night, let's go out to dinner instead of like staying home and cooking or something." That's a date. I think that's a date. But even like staying in home and cooking in COVID era, you can make a date out of it if you like light yeah. a candle. Yeah, put like a tune on instead of like having the TV on. Yeah, put the record. Girls, put your records on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but then, but then also Amanda being like, okay, so what you can get me is a dog because the dog will love me. <laughs> mm. And they have gotten two dogs. I know. Spoiler alert. Two dogs. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at those dogs and those dogs look like they're going to be big and they live, they live in a pretty big apartment, but it's like in apartments. Well, listen, I think there's some big stuff for Loverboy in the horizon. We've sure. got, I mean, I think it was, it was like one of them promoting on Instagram, like all the things in the pipeline, like we got new fla- flavors, of the teen, new mm-hmm. spritz is coming out. More states are getting it. Like, like things like, like I said, things look like they're on the up and up with Loverboy. So, so what do you mean? They're going to like move into a house soon? I think they're, they're going to have more money to like upgrade at least. Okay. So they're probably eventually going to move into a suburban area. Where do you see them going? Do you see mm-hmm. Long Island? Do you see like Westchester? Do you see New Jersey? Well, Long Island, Long Island would make sense in terms of like summer well, if, house. If we are on this show, summer house. But like, I, I would assume, and I they could be wrong, that once she has, once she's pregnant or like has a kid, like they might not be on summer house anymore. Who knows? Is that parentist? 
I don't know. Do parents parents like to go to the Hamptons? But I know, they don't but get they don't get like summer houses. Yeah. They get like a house for the family. But I mean like think about Jersey Shore and Snooky mm. and Jay Wow and all of them. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah. kids just like I guess stay with like their grandparents or something. Are we gonna in ten years have summer house family vacation? Mm. Okay, okay, okay. I I would say I would say Long Island for these purposes, but then I'd also say like Jersey because like Batula's family's from New Jersey and people like to be near their family. Ooh. Well, yeah, that would help also with the children. And then number two, like Jersey would be good because then they have easy access to Newark and can like <laughs> no, because I think isn't so much of like their lover boy business like. Kyle and Carl are constantly like hopping around. I don't think Kyle is much. I think it's like Carl and like the other salespeople. Okay. But, like Kyle needs to take meetings sometimes. Yeah, but he's not like the one like Carl, like hitting the bricks and going to mm. like package store and bar and package store and bar. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but I also like Long Island and New Jersey are close enough in the scheme yeah. of things. Sure. So tomato, tomato. Okay, uh, the Sierra Alex relationship, like even the conversation is just kind of like this is you were just like saying words to say words. Like it's like guys. it's a it's a filler. <laughs> yeah, it's a filler. Even like the Paige and Andrea, while like fun to watch, like at this point we know what's gonna happen. Uh Paige on Valentine's Day was with Craig, Stassi, mm. and Bo mm. at Soho House West Hollywood. Is there a Soho House West Hollywood? That's where it looks sure. like they were. Okay. I just like feel Stasi creeping back mm. to Bravo. And I think it's going to happen in like the blink of an eye and <laughs> we're not going to know what to do. Yeah. But then I look at her, I look at her Instagram and I'm like, she gets so many likes and I like people I know are liking her shit. And I'm like, what the oh. fuck? Oh my God. Yeah. Like so many people, so many mutuals are like, it's like, what? heavily engaged in Stasi content yeah what, like did you see what she did and then did you see like her try to apologize in tamron hall because <laughs> she didn't fix anything uh, yeah i think that is going to be a watch what happens live as it progresses moment yeah uh there's not really like too much else going on i think it was like really all about like the maya yeah, and I mean, like, a yeah. lot of that was stemming from the big beach trip that we all went on. Yeah. Um, they were doing, like, I guess they had, like, those freeze pops, but they had tequila in them, mm. which seems scary. Scary, scary, yeah. Um, For them to be, like, kind of well put together when they get back to the house after drinking on the beach in the sun all day, good for them. Mm. But no, wasn't there, like, a little nap time or no? Am I drinking? Oh, yeah, they did take naps. They did shower and yeah. take naps. Good yeah. point, no, yeah. No, I love, like, a post-beach nap. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Put on Kardashians and just, like... Mm. <laughs> no, don't. I like to sleep in silence. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, let's hop on over to New Jersey. Let's go. I mean... If you're not watching New, Jer New Jersey, you're not doing drag. I mean, the girls are girling, you know? <laughs> the girls are girling. <laughs> I mean, I do think actually it is getting the best ratings right now. It had over a mil. Yeah. According like, to that one Twitter account I follow. So, like, yeah. it could be fake news, but whatever. No, no, no. That's where it counts for all. Okay. Because, like, like, surprisingly, Salt Lake City does not get great ratings. 
I know. I mean, it's a newer franchise. I don't know. But like, if everything that went down wasn't enough to get people to hop on, like, will it ever happen? I mean, it might be word of mouth and we might like, it might be this kind of thing where it's like, you missed the iconic season that was happening. Go watch it. Mm, Okay. 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 Yeah. But jurors, the, the, the part with Jersey this season that's so exciting is like, you don't know which way to look. There's so many players. We've got the kids involved. Like, what are we oh. doing here? There's new partners. Um, we've got one blonde queen emerging at, in a new light than we've ever seen her. She might become the alpha. Like, what what is going on here? You know? Yeah. What would you like to discuss first? Should we start with, like, the lead up to the Gorga pool party at Lewis's Luis's what's his name? The pizza party, the pizza party. Yeah. Well, I mean like he's the one organizing it and in order to like everyone to talk about their feelings. Yes. And Melania doesn't want to go. Oh yeah. We are, I forgot, you know, like here's the thing, the Bravo insider, like 10 minute clip comes out usually like soon after an episode airs. So mm-hmm. we'll watch it. And in my brain, it feels like the prior week's episode that yeah. I forget it's part of the new episode. So like we're in the, the boutique with those like waking up in the morning sweatshirts. Has everyone decided to come out with a line that's kind of similar? It's like, we got Jill and Ali Zarin doing like the same vibes here. We've yeah. got Melania. We've got siblings of the show. We've got everyone's doing similar things here. And it's who's going to survive, you know? I mean, I will say the waking up in the morning, thank God you're capitalizing on this one little quote that you did 10 years ago. And she gave one to Andy. He loved it. It's brilliant. But like, what's, what's the next move? I mean, it's not even like that well designed in my opinion. It just looks like every other sweatshirt out there. Like, (laughs) no, but like, you know, the ones that have like the different letters and they have the Mm. phrase. I saw somebody walking earlier. And they had one that said privilege. I was like, oh I don't know about that. But it was like every every letter was a different color, like rainbow vibes. So gay privilege? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think they were gay. I don't think they were gay. Um, but like, I've seen ones that say empathy. I've mm. seen like all kinds of ones that all kind of look similar. And it's like, it's, it's okay. like the, it's the thing of the moment, you know? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So we're at the little thing. I love Gabriella's like, listen, I'm not showing up unless you are paying me my modeling fee. Good. Because we had all the other sisters there. <laughs> I mean, I love Teresa like holding the sweatshirt up in the, in the shoot. <laughs> in her little like pink gingham shirt. Yeah. And we have Gia who not even like a day ago was screaming at her Zio Joe. Now, like, chastising Melania for having a problem with the, having a get-together. It's like, well, the mother is, had to step in. <laughs> this is, like, typical oldest child. They always, like, are the difficult mm-hmm. one. And then once they turn around to their siblings, they're the holier-than-thou one. Mm-hmm. Tail is old as time. You're the oh oldest, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Tail is old as time. Song is old as Ryan. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um yeah, so this is going to happen. It happens. Everyone's there. It's like very... I'm used to seeing... 
the Jujice children in on these conversations. I'm not used to seeing the, the Gorge children. I know. And it's, and like, I forget that. I don't remember which one's which. The younger son, is that Gino or, or Joey Jr.? But I was like, oh, like the Chiron's like, oh, he's 11. And I'm like, wait, how is he only 11? And then I remembered, oh, we we were at his christening. Right. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, but yeah, some of it was like, oh, I, I don't want the Gorga children part of this. I mean, maybe they're a little young. Maybe mm. we should wait till, maybe the threshold should be 15. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, no, I'm it's not fine. a parent. At the end of the day, like this, this all the, everyone in this family knows what's going on. So whatever. Um, I love how Louis was trying to, to uh, coordinate this event. And he's like, all right, everyone's going to take a piece of paper and write down on the front this and then write this on the back. And then they're like, we don't know how to read or write. Exactly. <laughs> so- like as if they have like no reading, writing or arithmetic. <laughs> so instead we just kind of, we go around, but we don't really go around. And like, no one answers the prompt correctly. I know. And like, Teresa is all negative in her, everything she says, especially towards the MLS. And then Joe Gorga loses me here. I don't, mm. He's like a miserable lump to me. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Go I just like, he, he just was like so negative And I was like, why don't you set a good? I don't know. Oh, if oh negative about the the project, like the, yeah. the activity. Yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. set a good example for the the, the, kids. the kids. How do you say uh, nieces and nephews in Italian? Oh God, oh I can't remember. Because oh. like I'm 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 really looking like the other way, not looking at like I'm looking to my Zia Zio and Zia. Hello, but now you should be looking down because I, I know, I know. I know. I, I know, yeah. I have uh, whatever the Italian version. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I mean, like, yes, he was not he was not willing to, to play the game as it was to be played, but he was more willing to engage in conversation than, like, Teresa, who you would think, like, Louis the one organizing this. Like, you should be doing this more genuinely, but, like, she's still sticking to the Teresa-ness of it all. I know. I wonder what they talk about when they're alone. Mm. I mean, I think they're just doing a lot of SE. Oh, that must be it. Yeah. It's like they can't (laughs) even get it through like a movie without (laughs) something going somewhere. Yeah. And what do you think Teresa like watches? (laughs) Wait, wasn't there that like that blind item where it's like this Oscar nominee like has no has like three friends and when yes. they're busy she like she doesn't like doom scroll she doesn't watch tv she, she just, sits in it's, silence it's literally <laughs> teresa <laughs> no but with the with the four daughters like she's constantly driving somewhere to some dance competition and soccer practice and this or that oh yeah she's going to boston for a week for a dance competition and then i was like Teresa in Boston. What does that look like? <laughs> like what hotel she's staying at? Like, is she, does she know the significance of like the red line on the ground? Like the freedom trail? Like, does she know anything? Maybe she's just sticking to North end. Oh yeah, probably. Hello? Hopefully she's at an Airbnb in my old apartment. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, would do we have a Gorga Judice resolution? No, never. Okay. Never. Great. Okay, let's talk about Jackie and Evan. 
This scene was so interesting. It was okay. Well, so it started off with like, okay, we're, we arrive, we're ordering drinks and then like only Evan's ordering food mm-hmm. and Jackie's saying, no, I'm not going to order anything. Cause it's too early. So it was like, didn't you like, were you like, you didn't you choose the time to go to this location? Well, and then she reveals later that, yeah. yes, that's exactly what she did. Yes, 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 yes. For that yes. reason. Uh, but you know what? I remember, I, it must have been like last season. Remember we just like kept zooming in every time like Jackie would like take a bite of something. Mm-hmm. Or like something in our plate, but then like nothing ever happened. Right. It, so, it seems like now we are addressing what's going on. Yeah, and I mean, she's always kind of like talked about it a little bit in the past, but this little uh, sit down felt like her going further than she ever has in talking about her eating disorder and like really acknowledging and like sitting in the moment and like pointing out behaviors that she was presently doing, like the act of like choosing to go here at this time because she wouldn't have to eat because she has her little routine later in the day. And it just, it felt like... It felt like really raw and like pretty like brave of her to like put it all out there. And then Evan being like as receptive as he was in that moment and talking about it was really nice to see. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure this was like a decision on her part. It's not like you just like you're filming a scene and all of a sudden you're deciding to like do this big, like she probably like gave it some thought. Yeah, Yeah. The part that was like very shocking to me was the part of the conversation where like, Evan tells her that the kids all know, like yeah. notice this. And yeah. like, she seemed genuinely shocked by that. That made me really sad. Yeah. But I mean like kids notice shit. Oh like, yeah. Kids definitely notice shit. Kids notice everything. Yeah. It's like, you, like you are their television almost. Exactly. Especially when you don't allow them screen time, you know? Yeah. Wow. So that, I mean, that was good that he is like encouraging her to like, get help and he's supportive mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And then she also drops that we're planning a <laughs> um, frat party. Yes. Because they were both, they were in sororities and fraternities as youth. And we get flashback photos of them. Everyone's been going wild over the photo of Evan. Oh, yeah. from when He was a young person. And it's like, okay, he looks the same. Um, <laughs> I know. He's like one of those people that looked like an adult when they were a young adult. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we have that to look forward to. What else do we get as far as like home scenes? Uh, I feel like we must have been home with the Aidens, Bill and, and Jennifer. We were, and it was like Jennifer calling Bill, asking him about like going to the party and like mm. all that kind of stuff. Because it's the first time we're about to see, this is the first time we're going to see Bill since the allegations came out. Because yeah. remember last episode, he was hiding upstairs oh God, while yeah. she was throwing this party and wrangling all the kids and like doing all that. He was moping upstairs. This is why like men suck. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. think about that. Yeah. Like she has to face the cameras. She has to plan the party. She has to deal with like the kids in the pool with the like what he did. Yes. And he is upset upstairs because he went and slept with like a traveling saleswoman or something. <laughs> Isn't that what it was? Like she, a yeah, she's selling encyclopedias door to door. No, but like a pharmaceutical rep. That is a like a traveling rep. salesman. Okay, okay. Okay, I have a question. Is Gabrielle Catania Frank's biological daughter? 
because she kept calling him Frank. And that was like very unsettling to me. It seemed very not Italian culture. But to me, me, she looks like Frank more than she looks like Dolores. So there's no question in my mind that she's the bio dot. Yeah, it just was very jarring to hear her utter the word Frank. Well, it's like an act of rebellion, you know? Mm, yeah, because she's on. What do you call your parents? Mom and dad. Okay. But like, I mean, I'll use my parents' names in like a setting where like it's appropriate, but like not like in conversation with one parent about the other parent. Okay. I guess I like fluctuate. Like I'll call my mom, mom, but then like I'll call her like... Meryl, even though her name's Mary Lou, <laughs> but I'll like if we're like in a house together, I'll yell Meryl. Okay, um, Meryl Louise because her name's Mary Lou. We've got a wow. lot of nicknames. Okay, yeah. So there's always chaos going over at the Catania's, and I mean, there's nothing really going on over at the um, at Margaret Josephs and Joe Josephs home other than doing yoga <laughs> yeah no but we do have um the men of range scene and frank is still ordering apple martinis well it's like they will pick a bit and stick to it yeah we're doing we're getting espresso but we're calling it espresso mm-hmm. we're doing tequila shots we're getting apple martinis mm. it is all very it's very applebee's energy in general yeah I mean, the place was Applebee's-ish, but just like without the branding. Yeah. Love Applebee's. Wow. Okay. So let shall we go to the frat party? Let's go to the frat party. Oh, the saddest frat party. Yeah. I mean, I, what do you expect really though? Like, We are upstairs at a bar, but it's like an open air upstairs. So there's just like so much space even though like the area where you can actually stand isn't that huge. There's just like so much space in general that it makes it look like sadder. And it's mm. like, I don't know. Yeah. We learned that Dolores is officially done with David. Good. Good. Deadbeat David. It was just, I, like just in a, in like a narrative sense, like it was time for that to be over. <laughs> Close that chapter. The relationship to me never made sense. The yeah. two of them. Yeah. And like all that defending she did for him when like the truth of the matter was like, this is not working. She's a very passionate woman. Now she's in Ireland with her Irish man. I know. Get her to the George. Get her to the George to visit uh, Connor Bean. Wow. Okay. So, you know, I don't know. I I have such a soft spot for Jennifer this season. I know. Cause like she's, she's doing the work. She's showing up and like, Oh, before the frat party, when, when Jackie and Jennifer had that little phone call, Mm -hmm. Jackie's like a good person. Yeah. I mean, Jackie is, even though she's been shat on by Jennifer for years at this point, she is doing a nice thing and like sticking up for this person who's in a situation similar to where she was last year. Though I love when Jackie points out the difference. Yeah, like, and, then, and and Jennifer keeps like slipping in like justifications for what she was doing, and I just want to. And then Jackie like quickly just shuts her down. She's like, "Let's put it in the past." Like, I mean. Jackie is doing this season what we ask for from our housewives, which a lot of them don't do, is like 
accept the apology, move on, and pivot to a new storyline. And Jackie's yeah. doing that perfectly, and I feel like she's being really well-received for it. Yeah, for sure. Wow, yeah. I mean, to risk her friendship with Marge and Zia over this, and Dolores, hello. Okay. All of these friendships are so confusing to me. Not all of them, but the biggest one that's the most confusing to me, and it comes up at the frat party, is the point that people are making that Dolores and Marge are closer than Dolores and Jen because it's not something we've necessarily seen play out at length on the show because when we look at the show, it's always been the two camps, right? And like Dolores on the side with Teresa and Jen and then the other three. And obviously Dolores like isn't only a soldier for that side. Like she will mix and mingle or whatever, but I have never, we've never seen big, huge evidence on the actual show of this like great Marge Dolores friendship. And you tell me I'm wrong. Okay. So my counterpoint is I get the vibe that when like filming is down, Teresa's not doing anything with anybody. This isn't a counterpoint because you're saying that when cameras are down. So go on now. I know, but just like, we as the viewer need to know this. Teresa's not doing anything. I think Jen's not really doing anything with anyone either. So, but I think like the girlies on the other side are actually hanging out. Yeah. So that's exactly my point. No, we have I not think, seen I on the Delor- show. But I think, Delor- and I think Dolores is like when cameras are down, it's part of that world. 1000% exactly. My point was on yeah. the show, the narrative that the show has shown us, yeah. us, the people who aren't freaks, like checking everyone's social media, sure, 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 sure. checking Reddit, doing whatever us freakish <laughs> trolls do at all times. It is a little interesting to see all of a sudden, well, the narrative that Marge and Dolores are this close when on the show, mm-hmm. we haven't seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's been like some examples in the past. Like I think they, I think like Marge, respects Dolores' like philanthropic nature. Okay, yeah, but that my my point still stands. Anyways, I just think it's so interesting when we brought that up and then Dolores is like trying to be like, well I'm friends with both of you, which I think I would say. Oh yeah, I mean you like you always want to say like I'm friends with everybody. Like you don't want to say like well I'm more friends with you than you. Yeah. That's like not a nice thing to say to someone's face. It's not a nice thing to say to someone's play face. And then just like the way that fight at the end starts happening, uh, which we only get at the very, we get while the credits uh, are rolling. Rude. And the way Dolores, once she realized that she had pissed Jackie off with like calling her this, mm. she like gets her Patterson on and you can see mm. it in her face. And like, uh, you can see like, probably like high school Dolores come out like the Dolores who used to probably like get into girls faces like this and just like corrections officer Dolores. Yes. It's like, welcome back scumbag Dolores, (laughs) except like, it's like now I'm like so torn. Cause obviously everyone knows my adoration for Dolores Mm. in a lot of ways, but then I'm like, you're doing this to our girl, Jackie. Yeah. Which, like, let us not forget, they ha- they've they had, like, some rough patches in the past, Dolores and Jackie. Oh, yes, of course. But they always seem to end up in, like, a nice place. And I, it, I'm also happy because we got scenes with them later in the season in the uh, trailer. Oh, yeah. So, like, I know that they're going to be back at it. But it's just, like, so yeah. interesting to see. Yeah, I'm really happy this is happening early in the season. 
That that's exactly what I thought too, because I was like, I don't want them going into the reunion mad at each other. Yeah. Um, I think the one last big thing is like this is a glimpse of Ronj without Teresa. Mm-hmm. And we even have uh, what's her name? Is her name Nikki? Tracy. Yeah, Tracy. And she's kind of a voice of reason at that frat party yeah. a little bit too. Which I like Jersey needs voices of reason. Mm-hmm. It's very low on voice of reason. <laughs> I know. I'm like Tiki's there. I, I, I'm i not going to say I like Tiki because I think Tiki's like a hated person in the yeah. media. Yeah, yeah, or at least think... that's what Tim made us think. I don't know about like the rest of the world, but. Uh, I think he's done some things that people don't love about him. Well, was one of them cheating with Tracy on his oh, yeah, that's, wife? That's one of them, but I think there's other yeah. things too, actually. Okay. Yeah. I'll Google him tonight and see how I really feel. Yeah. So, but I mean, like the show can survive without Teresa. That is your um, hypothesis. And I like kind of agree with you, but I don't know. There's, with Teresa, it's like, I hate to say it. Something always brings me back to her. Hmm. It's just the problem is like, we are, like I like as Gina Liano always states, I deal in facts, and like okay. <laughs> Teresa does not deal in facts. She deals in like her fan fiction in her brain, the Teresa logic. They should just like throw Teresa on every Housewives Ultimate Girls trip so that she can like deal with like other people and like mm. come out a star and like somebody who's beloved. Yes, yes, just keep doing girls trips. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's hop over to Orange County. I at first thought this episode was kind of like, oh, we're kind of in like the back from a trip. Doldrums. Doldrum. And then it built up to like something better than we even saw on the trip. Pro- like a scene, a series of scenes we've never <laughs> seen on Housewives in like the best way possible. I was like having the time of my life. I was having so much fun. I know. And... <sighs> I think this was like the Heather Dubro rehabilitation episode. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like who would have known all it would take would be her for her to bring some microdosing to the And except her queer kids. Oh, well, <laughs> she's a pro at that. <laughs> okay, but what uh I mean we go to like a science museum with Gina and Emily. I know. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, and then there's like, there's a few like smaller get togethers where it's like Emily puts on her shit stirring cap. Emily, the shit stirrer, I feel like. A good luck. She has it down to an art. She learned from the best. She, she was on a cast with Tamara Judge. Yeah, like she could really teach a course at like Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and shit stirring, you know? <laughs> yeah, she could. Um, wow. And then like the sadness of Dr. Jen has like brought her to life for me. <laughs> it really has. It really, it really, it, I mean, like that's what kind of happens, you like, know? Ryan went for like a three day walk <laughs> shirtless. <laughs> It's it's not funny, but it's like everything about Ryan. It's like he's, you know what it is. He seems like a fan fiction character of mm-hmm. like like a troubled, hot, 
guy who like somebody wants to fix you know Mm. and it's like dr jen is like i want to fix this moody shirtless man i came across a shirtless video of chet hanks talking about like his childhood today Mm. and i was getting like ryan vibes Ryan energy ryan energy yeah there's like no rhyme or reason to the (laughs) (laughs) the shirtlessness uh some people some men especially Mm. in like southern california just like being shirtless yeah i guess that's like the culture out there um okay yeah so there's that we uh we well we spend a lot of time with the debros like a lot of time with the debros oh i forgot we went to nobu together we're at nobu again and i feel like the malibu location of nobu wouldn't let you film in there but the orange county location is like happy to let the cameras Mm. in multiple times this season that's interesting okay yeah i mean it felt like this scene was very scripted and then like things got off the tracks once Max started talking about like what um cat was eating. Yes. And just like it was so interesting to see the juxtaposition between Max must be like number one girl in the school, like wherever she's in school. Yeah. And it seems like Kat isn't. And so like Max was like accepted as this like bisexual icon in her high school. And like yeah. Max isn't as a lesbian wherever she's at school. And but, but to me, like Matt, uh, Kat is so much more endearing than Max's. Well, because like Max is the popular girl and you always root for the underdog. Hello, that is pop culture. That is why we're here. I mean, like Max is just like feeling herself like, like I am here. I have a podcast. I have a book like da 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 da. And it's like, all right, it's, calm down. <laughs> it's like you. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, but like I, we've never really spent time with Kat, and I found her between like the Nobu thing, even though she was like having a little bit of temper tantrum. Like we bounced back from it when she was talking with Heather at mm-hmm. the dinner table. But then like even more so when we were gardening, like was just like such like a pleasure. Yeah, exactly. And if you think about it, in like the scheme of us knowing the Debros, Kat has always been like the forgotten sibling in a lot mm. of ways, as far as like the media narrative, because it was like the twins, yeah. Max and Nikki. And then it was Coco. And then Coco like was nominated for like Watch Rappin's Live <laughs> Awards or whatever and was like in the yeah. clubhouse accepting stuff with like Lisa Vanderpump. And like nobody ever talked about Kat, but now Kat's having her moment and I'm loving the Kat moment. I didn't really get the narrative that she's not close to any of her siblings because of the age differences. Because they all seem around similar ages to you. Well, Okay, maybe Coco is to me like Coco would be the one saying this because like she's seven years younger than the twins and like four or five years younger than Coco. But I think there's like only a three or three year difference between Kat and the twins. I know, but like back then, that is a very long. Well, I only had one sibling for a very long time which was my brother and we had a three-year difference but to me it felt like not that big of a deal okay well you're older i so my sister's closest in age she was a senior in high school i was a freshman in high school and that yeah, felt that, very far away that's the difference we were okay but that felt very very far far away for me personally okay. when i was in high school especially because mm-hmm. like my sister was like popular and i was like i had this huge yellow backpack where i kept all my books because i was afraid of my locker 
Oh my god, no! I know. <laughs> okay, this is good. Since you're talking about book bags and lockers and stuff, you just like brought up a memory in me that I, for some reason, and I know like having dreams about high school is truly nothing special and I'm not like <laughs> deserving mm-hmm. an award for this, but I have like a weird reoccurring dream that's like very specific that I'm not sure I've like heard people talk about before. Because okay. like everyone talks about like, I like, didn't study for the test or like I wasn't showing up to mm-hmm. the class and blah, blah, blah. My, my specific high school dream is that I walk up to my locker and I instinctively know the code to open it and it always works. And it's like always the same code. Okay. But isn't that like, why, why am I dreaming about like unlocking my locker? <laughs> I don't know. That's very interesting. There's got to be like a message to it. Maybe you're like reassuring, like I'm still perfect after all these <laughs> years. <laughs> you like this narrative. Um, Enough. My recurring high school dream is that, and I think I like told people about this, but I have a dream where I am getting ready to go to a costume party and I'm like, like face paint, like whole nine yards then all of a sudden somebody tells me i have to be at my high school graduation in like 15 minutes and Mm. my mom is really mad at me that i'm like dressed like something weird before i have to graduate wow i mean like does that say about me i'm a clown yeah (laughs) you are a clown wow yeah high school wow wouldn't want to have to do that again (laughs) but um yeah the debro children I mean, Andy, like, I don't know if you watched the Watch What Happens Lives this week, but like mm-hmm. Andy kind of like put it best. He's like, your children like could very easily be disasters, but they all seem very well adjusted. Yeah. And I mean, like, I do feel like there's something to the DeBros parenting. I do feel like they're very hands-on despite mm. being like rich bitches. Like they do, <laughs> they do like actually like have this like, open communication with their children in a mm-hmm. way that a lot of people just don't have. I know this from listening to years and years of Heather DeBro's world. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we just go on over to Shannon's? Let's go. <laughs> wow. I mean, I gotta say for someone like who's like always crying about like what she had and what Heather has and blah, blah, blah. Like I think Shannon's home's like a cute home. Like, Oh, I would love to live there. Are you such, kidding? Such a homely home. Not homely sounds bad. Like just homey, homey home, not homely. Homey. And it's like, it's pretty big. Like once you get upstairs, like there's a lot of like space. There's a big backyard. Like there's yeah. a pool. It's nice. I would love to live there. And yeah. like I, there's a thing, like I know some people don't like being around their neighbors, but like I like the closeness of like communities like that where it's, everyone's kind of on top of each other. That's how I grew up. And like, that's also, I guess how I currently live. Yeah. I mean, we're in New York like, all on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Heather's cucumber salad <laughs> <laughs> looked incredibly sad. And yeah. I've served, I've served you a cucumber salad as part, part of a greater um, selection of options. Remember the, the barbecue that we had here? When was that? This past summer. Oh, yeah. I mean, the cucumber salad was like prominently featured in a grid post, so you can like always tune back into that. Oh, great. I'll go back and like it. Yeah. (laughs) So, but like this was just like a cucumber with like 
just like a very little sad sliver of like a red onion on top. And it's like, all right, mm-hmm. growls, like here, eat up. <laughs> like, did we ever even see the main, the main dish? Was that the main dish? No, the main dish was supposed to be like the fried rice and then like a chicken. Cause remember she was like cooking the cauliflower fried rice when everyone was arriving or like before she was getting ready and she also was supposed to have the appetizers from a restaurant but they didn't come okay okay so that's maybe like the the cucumber salad was like a last minute yeah like and it was shannon's cucumber salad not heather's right yeah heather didn't bring cucumber salad no 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 no. okay you said heather's and i was like did i miss something that it was like a potluck or something well now that they're freaking frack i'm like got them confused with each other i know they look exactly (laughs) like they are the same person No, but they're best buds. They are. I mean, for Heather to bring those edibles in like a baccarat, baccarat, how do you say that? Yeah, that sounds right. Bowl. But that's like expensive. First of all, the bowl's expensive. And then like the edibles must be some money. I I really like don't know what the market rate in California is. So, Um, but yeah, so we like, we have Dr. Jen on the heels of... (laughs) I mean, the car ride over with with Heather and Dr. Jen, like truly this long form promo for the seven year itch. I know. I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. And then I loved like when we got to the party and Dr. Jen was starting to talk about it and Heather got like a little like protective and was like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to like say everything. But then Dr. Jen was like, let it unleash. Yeah. And can I say what Dr. Jen and what Noelle are going through are similar, but different yeah the way dr jen is handling it is just like refreshing compared to whatever noella's <laughs> serving us i mean noella's like speaking like a martian language as she like discusses what she's going through and like dr jen is is like seemingly a normal reaction i know noella feels like someone who just like kept on badgering the producers like at evolution and finally they were like Oh, just let her on. Like, please, like, I need some rest, you know? Yeah. I mean, the Bronwyn, even though, like, she needed a break, she is kind of the the missing link here with a lot of stuff going on. I don't think... Apparently, like, Bronwyn was the one who, like, showed Dr. Jen, like, the stacks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've talked about Bronwyn so much. That is, she is missing link, but also, like... yeah. Happy she's living her best life or or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved the cinematography of Shannon taking the edible, and it was very um, reasonably shady in the driveway in terms of the when 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 Karen had her vaccine. (laughs) Yeah, it's very um, evolute well. Evolution didn't do Potomac, but Evolution loves to do these fun editing tricks these days as seen a lot in like pump rules. Mm. So to see them pull all these editing tricks, it was just like so fun. And like they all took one little bite from that one. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, how fucked up are you? <laughs> I know, I'm not really like an expert, but like she took a bite and then she was doing like squats and jumping jacks and jumping on like Emily. I know. It was like, do you ever see the Brady Bunch movies? Yeah, of course. Do you know the sequence when like the like Carol's ex who's like the bad guy comes and he like has like the mushrooms and they have that like LSD sequence where they mm, do like yeah, they're all yeah, in yeah. cartoons. Yeah. I mean, I would not have minded if all of a sudden we got like a psychedelic cartoon sequence with everyone mm, animated. Like that, that is fun. like the next step. Yeah. 
Okay. So as much fun as I am having, I do think you can't, we need like, we need one stable friend of, Mm -hmm. or another housewife. Yeah. We'll see for right now. I am liking the Heather has lightened up a bit and is now embracing Shannon. And those two are actually really fun TV together. Yeah. 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 Um, and then now Gina's becoming the villain. Oh, I know. I don't love that. (laughs) (laughs) Gina was like, she got stuck with Noella while the other girls were like hanging out in the other room. I know it. The thing is, if you wear one too many blazers, just on your shoulder, you will eventually become the villain. Yeah. If you, if you live long enough to be either a hero or a villain, isn't that what they say? Yes. (laughs) If you, if you wear a jaunty hat long enough. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't think she's going to be the villain forever. Well, you love her. So we'll see. I mean, like, I mean, I'm protagonist. Hello. We're supposed to love her. Well, I mean, she's maybe not the protagonist anymore. I think Shannon is the protagonist again. Wow. Did you see Heather Dubrow and Watch What Happens? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it, yeah. Yeah. It's like, the thing is, it's like, she is always producing. I know. So, sometimes that's good, and sometimes that's not good, and I think it was good in this episode. Yeah, because she, like, produced her way into having fun. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that's not easy for her. I know. I mean, I'm excited to see what future is to come. I don't think her and Shannon are BFF besties at this current day, but I would like to see like them. I don't know, like come into next season arms linked and taking on the world together. Shannon used to be my favorite, like one of my favorite housewives and I've discounted her for the past couple years, but Mm. uh, she's inching back up there in my heart. I can't help it. Yeah. I'm curious to see when, cause like, Heather kept talking about the reunion during Watch Women's Live, so they've got to have it on the calendar. Right. It's coming soon. Yeah, because we're already on episode like 10 or 11 right now. I would say maybe next week. Yeah. Okay, let's get on over to the penultimate episode of Miami. Wow. Wow. I mean, this, like this, we've said it a hundred times, like we've got a full cast here. There's always something going on. I'm loving it. When we were in the house of Versace and like the two factions coming together, it's like, we have so many people and I love everyone. Yeah. I love everyone. Everyone's bringing something to the table. Even like though Kiki's not invited to the reunion, she's giving us like a lot of fun energy in these episodes as well. I'm kind of bummed that Kiki's not coming to the reunion. Like that's so fucking rude. Yeah. Um, Okay, I mean, the iconic scene of Adriana and Julia in the rain. Tears in the rain, can't feel the pain. Yeah. I mean, when Adriana was setting that up, she was setting it up like we were having a full dinner party. I expected other guests. Yeah. Because it was like... You got to go out for your friend engagement. The energy the two of them bring towards each other, I've never seen anything like it on television. (laughs) It's like... It is, it scares me, entices me. Like every feeling is evoked when I see the two of them together. I I feel like I'm being cheated on somehow when I see the two of them together. So I can't imagine how Martina 
must feel. I mean, Adriana's like, you have taught me that love knows no gender, no race, no color, no creed. It's like, what are we talking about here? Like, are we about to kiss? Have we kissed? (laughs) Have we kissed? Like, it's, there's something so, I don't want to use the word erotic, but like, there's something Mm. so sensual about their scenes together that scares, it gives me a fright in a good way. Yeah. Uh, Bring a book with Larsa, like looking at homes. I like, I know though. It was very interesting to hear like people's like what they need in a house. And like one of hers being boat slip. I'm like, that's Mm. funny to me. It's like, I mean, I get that's like, she has a boat. So like she wants to slip, but like, that's funny. And then like the way that it's like, okay, I've got good news and bad news. Uh, You're in contract for this much more money than you were expecting. The bad news is, is you got to be out in 40 days. It's like, how did you not know this? I know. Like, I'm just like so confused by how this all went down. Um, But yeah, that's Larsa. We got uh, Dr. Nicole and, and um, what's her face? Lisa Mm -hmm. together, which is like an interesting pairing. And like they were talking about Dr. Nicole sit down with her dad. And then Lisa, I don't know if we knew about Lisa's dad and like being very similar to Dr. Nicole's dad. Lisa was basically like, if I would have met up with my dad, it would have gone the exact same way. Like he would have shot drunk, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I just like, I feel like we need to crack Lisa a little more open next season. Mm, Yeah. I need, I need to like learn more about her. Cause I feel like we're very surface with Lisa and I like need to like dig a little deep. Well, when we're at the Versace mansion, she's like, oh, I need this for content. So it's like, are we a content creator? I think people in the public eye just think that they need content wherever they go. Mm. It's okay. like, I, I checked in with Hilaria Baldwin today for some reason. And it's like, that girl's like posting content 24-7. And it's well, like... Well, she's, she's doing something. Like, she has like a podcast. Like, she does various things. Hilaria does? Yeah. Oh, I checked in with her after in the aftermath of like Rust. Yeah, and Alec Baldwin like now being yeah. named being sued or whatever. And it's like yeah. she's still posting content. It's like maybe chill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh we got to go with Alexia and Todd and Guardi for a tasting, which I gotta I love say this. for you know, we got far along in our initial wedding to get to do the tasting. And mm-hmm. I'm actually glad that we got to that point. Cause that was one of my favorite. Things. It seems like a lot of fun. And it also seems like your wedding was fun. I wouldn't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> but this whole entire tasting thing was fun. Did they end up getting married on that boat? No. Well, you know, the I, Alexi's wedding was fun too. Cause and Gordy wouldn't know. Cause apparently she did it. <laughs> Uh, like at some destination smaller than yeah. she was originally planning on it and did not yeah. use Gordy. What um dishes like stuck out to you as far as the tasting went? Uh, you know, I did, I was like, I wasn't too focused on that. Oh, uh, w- did something jump out to you? Well, I was like, they had a mini beef Wellington, which I don't oh, think Alexia yeah. appreciated, but then they had like a mini Cuban sandwich, which looked good. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of stuff. See, I think when that was happening, I was like thinking about my wedding. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, so that was that. And we have like the little committee planning the bachelorette party for Alexia at Marisol's mm -hmm. and like the stuff with Dr. Nicole's brewing. I like the stuff with the fight between Dr. Nicole and Marisol. It's like one of those fights where I'm like, I don't really know what we're talking about at all times, but that's okay. Well, the, the thing is, is that they're not like equal sparring partners for a fight. Mm -hmm. Cause like Dr. Nicole is logical and like, is like making points. Whereas Marisol is just like irrational. Yeah, Mary Saul's just like a messy bitch who lives for the drama. Yeah. And like Marisol being like, oh, well, we had a sit down conversation. Dr. Nicole's like, well, you got up Left. and walked yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I loved being in the Versace mansion. Like the fact that we actually had never been there on Miami before mm -hmm. is kind of almost a surprise and such a delight that we're like putting it to use this year. My favorite was Alexia's little anecdote about her photo with Obama oh and how God. she was wearing like the red Versace dress and how he told her that she had to stand in the middle and like yeah. that's against the presidential protocol. And she was like, it was Obama, me and Herman. I mean, I, I, it was interesting that being slipped in to like maybe suggest that she's not a trumpetta. <sighs> A lot can change in oh, yeah, several course. years. Of course, of course. Okay, yeah. I mean, this was like such a fun idea and place for a bachelorette. It's too bad that Dr. Nicole and one other person's not staying the night. Was it Gordy because she had to work? Oh, yeah. It's like the two working gals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the topic of the Miami women, however, I got to say... Both Dr. Nicole and Guardi were on Watch Heavens Live, which was like very strange because like they've been sticking to Miami to just Wednesday nights, but they had Guardi on with uh, Jen Aiden, Jennifer Aiden on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And for like new people to being on the public eye, being in the public eye, and being on Watch Heavens Live, they did better than like some people who've been around for a long time. I thought, like Brandy Redman. Oh my God. <laughs> Famously the one I think who does the worst on Watch Women's Live. No, but even Marisol, like come on Watch Women's Live, she Awkward. sucks. Awkward. Sucks on Watch Women's Live. Um, and these two were like pros. I'm like, I don't even know who's better. Like Guardy was just like so good, really. I like, I, I need love to watch Guardi that. That yeah. was the one where Ashley Holmes was in the Yes. Office, right? Yes. <laughs> Why? Why was she there? <laughs> Probably just like with her girlies. They maybe won an auction or something. Uh, no. Did she have to win an auction to get into the clubhouse? I don't know. <laughs> wow. Okay. I think it is time for us to get to the freak of the week and the one true queen. Okay. And we have some interesting, uh, interesting people and choices here. So our freak of the week is the announcement from Paramount Plus which came out with like a whole slew of announcements this week that are all over the place. It's hard to even keep track of like what they're talking about, where it's airing. Like I, this rollout really confuses me. Well, that's what honest. they do. They announce everything at once. 
Yeah. But, but like, I don't even where, I don't even know when anything's coming, where it's coming, how it's coming, who's there. Mm -hmm. And a prime example of this is that follow 14 iconic reality stars from Jersey shore family vacation, RuPaul's drag race, MTV's Jordy shore, Acapulco Mm -hmm. shore, bachelor in paradise and more as they come together at the ultimate shore house and battle it out for the grand prize. All star shore. is coming to Paramount Plus. Wow. So Drag Race is now canonically a Shore show. <laughs> she shells seashells at All-Star Shore. Yeah. Um, and Showbiz Chichi, uh, which is Chichi.com, I guess, reported on this and then pointed out the fact that an, an MTV fan Instagram account, which I guess like covers... Uh, the challenge, mm-hmm. which is part of that cinematic universe, had t- had posted an Instagram uh, post nine weeks ago, kind of spoiling mm-hmm. that the show was on the horizon. And they said that it was going to be called Shore All-Stars, so actually not too far off. And uh, and then had a uh, alleged cast. So okay. the people that we would know are few and far in between, but the ones of note would be Vanessa Vangie Mateo from Drag Race, Mm-hmm. And Angelina Laringira from Jersey Shore. Okay. And, and for my love is blind people, Giannini. Oh my God. I'm like falling over myself. Giannina Jabelli from Love is Blind. Okay. Yeah. And then the rest are like Jordy Shore, Only Ways Essex, Love Island, Bachelor in Paradise, like all, all these shows that neither of us really watch. Okay. So I'm going to take the rumored cast list, grain of salt, only because we've been burned by rumored cast lists in the recent past. And I know that this one's different because it leaked it before there was ever an announcement that the show was coming. So it's a little bit of a difference than celebrity big brother, but I will say if we're only getting one drag race girl, it's like, come on, what's the point? We need at least two. Yeah. And especially like the, the tweet says that there's 14 cast members and Mm -hmm. the post had 15 people. So what is the truth? I know. And I, I mean, like, I love these mashup shows. Like, I love Scared Famous. That was Scared Famous was how many years ago? And I'm still talking oh about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, Alaska was on it. And, like, Eva Marcel, before she was a housewife, was on it. Oh, my God. It was so long ago. Yeah. But, like, I love these mashup shows. So I will be watching. The freakish thing about it is, like, the rollout and, like, the mashup of the shows. Because it's, like, the only shores. <laughs> on RuPaul's Drag Race is like the shore of Darien Lake. Yeah, yes. So Darien should be here. <laughs> I mean, I w- Darien needs to be back on TV, please. Yeah. I, I does RuPaul hate her? I don't know. I think maybe. Why? What evidence wrong. do you no, have? I don't know. <laughs> I just assume that always. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But also, like Bachelor in Paradise, isn't that an ABC show? What's I know, going but, on there? But I looked in Bachelor in Paradise is on Paramount Plus for some reason. <laughs> so, like, there might be, like, a weird, like, you know how all these shows have different production companies? Mm. There might be, like, a production company that's associated with Paramount Plus or something like that. Who knows? Okay. Interesting. So, wow. That is our Freak of the Week. Our one true queen is, one, Candace Bushnell. Uh, obviously former guest on Roni, but also the creator of sex in the city, um, the universe. And she was interviewed by, uh, Gia Tolentino, who we've Mm -hmm. discussed on the past in the pre-show with about our book, uh, interviewed Candace for the New Yorker and asked, 
What about the rumors that you're going to join the real world, the real world, the real housewives <laughs> of New York? And then Candace says, I love that rumor. I kind of wish it were true. Luann is one of my neighbors in Sag Harbor. Love Luann. I've known Ramona and Sonia for years, but no, no one's gotten in touch with me. And then Gia asks, would you do it for a season? Candace. Totally. I watch the show and I'm like, God, Luann gets to go on so many vacations, but I don't think I have the right energy. I'm not at all combative. And I also don't want to say negative things about other women. I'd be too nice and mousy. I say, let's put her on. We need a nice mousy person. Or like as a friend of. Yeah. I mean, like Carol was a nice person for a while until she was pushed over the edge. Also, (laughs) That interview with uh, Candace Bushnell is just like good all around, like mm. for especially since like in just like that is back in the conversation and Sex and the Cities in the conversation. It's interesting hearing the origin stories where the line is between um, Candace Bushnell herself, Carrie Bradshaw, what mm. they did on Sex and the City, yada yada. Yeah. Um, it's just like a it's a very long interview, but a very long and good interview. Yeah, worth reading. So tune into that over at The New Yorker. Thank you, Connor Bean, for tipping us off on that, by the way. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, and I think that is it for this week. Wow, wow, wow. Obviously, hop over to comethroughqueen.com for links to everything, including the Patreon, the pre-show. We are talking about, I think, Oscar's front runner for next year, yeah. Marry Me, starring Jennifer yeah. Lopez. If, at the very least, like, should be sweeping all the the... song categories it will win the oscar if they like place luke wilson in place of owen wilson in like Mm. like post or so we're doing a reshoot yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay okay uh yeah so tune into the pre-show for that and more and uh you know like comment subscribe partial retweet love us love us please retweet what's next week Bye. bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.